0: I wanted to invite them to be a part of this series, Dreams Come True, and they're going to share quite a bit tonight on on their story and how they came together, but so just like last week, and Chris and and Hannah are with us again tonight, so thank you guys for being here, you can get a taste of... (laughs) She's going down. (laughs) Maybe we should join her, TJ. (laughs) Okay, I feel like I should be going down too. (laughs) This is fun. Um, Are we live, by the way? We're live. So welcome, Facebook Live. We're so glad to have you guys that are viewing. If you wouldn't mind, share our feed real quick on your smartphone, and we'd appreciate that. But tell us really quickly, how you two guys met, and what brought you together. So in either one can start on that.
1: E-harmony. E-harmony. Yeah, I used to make fun of E-harmony, but not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have to turn it on.
2: I'm, I'm not up on stage a lot. <laughs> she is. I just, um, one Sunday I went out to lunch with uh, my buddy, and we were talking about moving on and and my ex had remarried and and everything and uh I said you know I think it's about time I should check out that eHarmony place you know and so I went home and I spent three hours on a profile and just completely detailed and everything and and (laughs) wrote and and I like to write so I wrote
1: like a lot and
2: apparently it impressed Elizabeth
1: oh yeah it sure did
2: so
0: you saw his profile first
1: I'm pretty sure he put one of those little smileys, you know, when you smile, well, when you smile on the profile, you you send a smile or something like that. And that usually lets the other person know, hey, it might be interested. So that's what he did. So that's a pretty detailed process. They have questions
2: and then Mm -hmm. detailed questions and then you start messaging and then.
1: Yeah, you can choose to ignore or answer.
2: But I had some friends that uh, recommended it. They met and were married within like six months, seven months, and they're extremely happy, and just they said it did a great job matching. So, of course, I...
0: I know what every single one of y'all are thinking, and back off. <laughs> <right>. Just kidding.
1: <laughs> I might encourage you later. <laughs> hey, it, do, it does. It it, it allows
2: you to weed out a lot of people, though, because the mm-hmm. questions you can ask are very pointed. If somebody says they're a Christian and they have a strong faith, There are questions that you can ask very easily, and when they answer them, you're like, oh, no, you're not, or yes, you are. So
1: Yeah.
0: So when you guys first, of course, that's how you connected, but when you first met met each other, what was that venue? What was that like? What did you guys think?
1: You go.
2: Well, Elizabeth kind of initiated.
1: I did. I initiated. She said, let's meet. I did. I'm very good about... um, Saying things in a way that does not a- come across um, negative, but positive. And I'm not an aggress- uh, aggressive type of woman at all. Um, I don't believe in that. Um, so I just casually oh, said, hey, want to hang out? Want to meet up? Um, well, us Central Market, it's like one of my favorite places. And so we decided that we would meet there during his lunch break. Because that's during the day, casual. No expectations other than lunch, yep. which I hoped he would pay for. But I ended up paying for. Hey, you know,
2: I I didn't know. It's fine. It's but fine. It, I didn't want to. I'm classify not mad it. anymore. I didn't want to classify it as a date or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just meeting somebody to you yeah. Know, to
1: say, still, to get to know them, it's I, still a gentleman thing to do. And I, I just was just so you know, but I'm I'm messing. I'm just kidding. No, didn't, not really.
2: I didn't know how it was supposed to work. it had been a while. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. <laughs>
1: and that's okay. It's okay. I, I gave him grace.
0: So how did that first encounter go? Were you able to Very talk well. about things that yes. that were
1: I felt good th- with th- each other? We we just, we talked later, and we both in mutually felt a spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. It was the spiritual before a a physical. It wasn't. Um, I think it's really important. This was really important for both of us not to be just like, oh my gosh, so just attractive for both of us, you know, like to where because sometimes physical attraction, if it's more power overpowering than the internal, then I think that that can send you down a wrong path. And um, for me, I needed something that was deeper than the physical, and him too. I'm not saying that he wasn't attractive. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying that the connection for me and for him was both just like this neat spiritual connection that sounds spooky, but it's not. A promise. It was really awesome, actually.
2: What did you think, TJ, when you met her? And Um, I, I was going into this as I just wanted to meet people, meet, you know, just get out there. I didn't really, I had no expectations
0: by the way, both they both had, you have two mm-hmm. kids, yep. you have four, and so that was part of it as well, is that them meeting each other also meant mm-hmm. that kids came with that, which we know that the Lord perfectly worked out, but yes. I'm sure that that factors into your thinking when you are meeting someone.
2: Yeah, and, and I definitely wanted to keep it just as a, hey, let, let's get to know each other as a friend, you know, go out lunch a couple times, whatever, but uh, when I when I first met, definitely uh, I could definitely tell there was there was wounds and there was and she was very guarded. I was I was guarded as well, and uh, but I knew there was just something there, like that connection that she was talking about. And I, I was just well, okay, I'll I'll see what happens and go out again and again
1: and again. Yeah, well, the next day I was actually going to Arizona to do record a, a single, and um, I remember one of my friends that was with me. Um telling her all about this guy and like he says he will contact me, but I keep look at, looking at my phone hoping that he would because I really I really enjoyed our conversation was just meaningful and um and I liked I liked how our relationship started. It was very healthy, very healthy.
0: So are you guys saying that and of course this is the Lord, mm-hmm. but you can sense something that's right yeah. from the start
1: I, I believe so, yeah. If you're right with God and you're following hard after him, most definitely. And then I, then I think there's some times where even if you're not completely right with God, um, we all have this thing that God puts inside of us that um, is called conviction. And um, even those who don't know Jesus know right from wrong. But it's when our heads aren't in, you know, our motions or our heads are in the clouds that we can't really think clearly.
2: I think Elizabeth put it really, really good um, when she was describing our early relationship. Is that it never pulled her away from God? It only push. It only pushed her towards Him.
1: And I was looking for that. I was like, if this guy pushes me towards God, then I, I mean, in in, in a gentle sense, in a way that's not demanding, in a way that gently leads by example, um, then I know this is legit. That this is healthy. This is of God. And I kept looking to see, am I going to try to like him and put him in time-wise above the Lord? And, and if anything, most definitely did the, quite the opposite.
0: So that's a pretty good test. Mm-hmm. If, it was. If somebody <laughs> is bringing you closer instead yeah. of pulling you away, then that it probably is is a good signal. At what moment did you both... No. Are you okay with it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm <spinning>. Sorry. <laughs> I'm ADD.
1: And so I get. Hold on to him. He wants to. I know. To... I'm hanging on.
0: At what point, of course, that was how it started. But at what point did you guys realize that this is meant
2: to be? Uh, for me, I definitely was just listening and listening and just waiting. And all I heard from God was just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. It was very frustrating for her because <laughs> she kept saying, what are we? what are we, are we, boyfriend, girlfriend yet? Are we dating? And I'm like, we're friend dating. And, um, and so there was a very clear moment that God was just like, okay, go. And, uh, and I actually, uh, I blogged all through uh, my pain and going through the, my divorce and separation and everything and over the a couple of years, and I actually wrote a letter to my future wife long before I met Elizabeth, like a year before. And uh, I wrote, this is what you'll be like. And I kind of, like, wrote prophetically to myself. And, and I would look at it and be like, yeah, uh-huh, yep, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, okay, yeah. And it just, like, confirmation after confirmation. And, and so, I, yeah, at some point, it was just go. And so.
1: Which is yeah. interesting because I knew he was a blogger. That was one of the things I loved about him and still do. He's a really good writer.
0: Where can we find your stuff while I'm thinking about
2: it? Is um, it is actually, WordPress stuff? Uh, WordPress, Christ okay. Advocate. Right, That's yes. my little, like, you know, because there's always, like, the devil's advocate kind of thing. So <laughs> I said, where's the Christ Advocate? So I, <laughs> right? So, so I, uh, yeah, ChristAdvocate.wordpress. And it's it's probably not the best format, so you have to scroll through. It's just a never-ending thing. It doesn't have, like, you can't click on a date. But if you go all the way back, you can read it from the beginning.
1: <laughs> if you really want to search. Yeah. It's pretty cool because I didn't know that when we were friend dating, and in October, I secretly wrote, I love Evernote. I wrote in my um, notes, um, I s- actually had a notebook titled My Love Story. And so um, in that, I put in a letter to TJ because I knew in October, when we had been dating, uh, whatever, friend dating. No, by this time, we were official girlfriend and boyfriend. Um, we'd only been together mm, two months, and I wrote this um as a futuristic, you're gonna be my husband type of thing, and so um, then when I felt like it was time to give that to him, I did. But and it was some, sometimes we're so sort of excited about something, it's like I can't wait to show this. You know, this is God. But sometimes we're quick, too quick to give a word or to put something out there when it's not necessarily time yet. So we have to be real careful to make sure we're hearing from God when to go, when to give that word or to share that with someone. So for me, it was moments by moments. So I have to share this really cool little story. One of my sons, my oldest son, who, who will be 10 in December, when we were friend dating, we were, I was taking my boys to school one morning, and um, my son who was, let's see, what was 2015? Okay, thanks. Eight. Eight. Um, at seven or eight, he had a dream, and he has prophetic dreams. And um, this dream, he said, Mom, I had this craziest dream. And it was so, and he was just like in this weird day's, daydream. It was so nice. I was like, really? Okay, cool. What was it? He said, well, you were in this wedding dress, and TJ was in like that waiter, you know that waiter outfit, and, like waiter. I mean, like a tuxedo. Yeah, that's it. A tuxedo, and um, y'all got married. And he's just like so, like it was so funny to see him so romantic at like eight years old, <laughs> just so lovey dovey. And um, and he said that I had. Spaghetti, and he had pizza or something like that. We were holding hands. <laughs> of course, that's in an eight-year-old's dreams. The best thing ever. And so I'm like, that's cool because God had been speaking to me. I knew that he he was prophetic as well. So I'm like, okay, we'll see. And so, and I had some a few close friends who also had to meet him. And um, even even though even before there were any kind of a we we did date intentionally, but I mean, even during our friends moments. Um, pastors were checking him out going, mm, who is this guy? So it was yeah. cool.
2: And I passed with flying colors. I did.
1: Yeah, he did.
0: One of the first times that I met you was at a, at a worship night at RFC. Yeah. I don't think I know who you were at the moment because I met you at the end of the service. But I remember you on the front row worshiping, and, that, and I think that's a testimony of a man, I don't think I were married yet. Mm. So I think that was a testimony of God preparing someone to match up with Elizabeth, who's led worship around the world, um, and and putting a man in her life that that has that same passion. You may not lead from the platform, but you
2: have that same passion. I can't sing or play anything, (laughs) but I like to listen and sing and jump up and down.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the things I love about him is he he is a worshiper. And... um, that is definitely very attractive, just so y'all know.
0: <laughs> so one of the tough parts that you guys have been through is both of you came through broken marriages. And um, what, was, what was the hardest part about turning a corner or closing that chapter, starting new, coming out of something that was broken, up to the point that you met each other? Obviously, the Lord provided that. But what was the hardest part there?
2: Um. Well, a couple of things. I know that once uh, something like marriage has been broken, it sows seeds of doubt. And so there's always that, well, I thought everything was perfect before. I mean, I I was completely different from from Elizabeth and her her first marriage, but I thought everything was fine. It wasn't perfect, but I thought it was fine. And then, you know, kind of got hit by a Mack truck. And uh, so there's always that doubt, you know, and so it's hard to, Kind of get over that, and you really, it really brought me a lot closer to the Lord because you have to trust in Him and not humans, and um, and once you start doing that, and and it becomes a lot easier, and you you so much more healing and uh, comes, and it's just it's it's a lot easier once you just completely submit.
1: And two, you've got to, it's you have to remember. Um, the person you're married to now for us is, is not my ex. He's not my ex. And so even if there's things that somebody he might appear to do that he doesn't um, that can cause fear or rejection or whatever that might be, you, it does, I know, for me, too. Um, if I feel like I, I need something from him, I go, you know what? Actually, no, I need it from the Lord first. And so I keep going to God still. He still leads me to God by just being him. I mean, there's no pushing of any sort. And so then i am be like, God, I could really use this from him today. And then sure enough, he'll send me a note. I'm like, yep, I just need to go to you, Jesus. And then and it's really cool how that works. And I know for me, I'm um, closing the chapter. I had closed the chapter uh, a long time before, um, so... And God had told me specifically that my healing process would be fast when I had met with my counselor to begin with. And she said, God is doing a work in you and your, your healing, which would normally take an abuse of marriage, would normally take years to get over in a sense or heal from. It's he's going to do it faster in you because he's got work to do. You're you've, You're about God's business, kingdom business. You need to get to work. So therefore... You know, and two, a lot of times we choose how fast we want our healing process to go according to the steps we want to take. Um, When it comes to forgiveness and letting go and just leaning into the presence and the healing grace and the presence of God, um, and we allow God to just mend what is broken and shattered, He makes something absolutely beautiful from something that was just so mangled and messed up. And so um, even though... Um, there were scars um, you know I know that um, someone out here, Hannah she and I have talked about this before about there can be languages um, you can have love languages be just damaged to the point of but you can be healed and they're a little scarred but then somebody can come along and and help with the healing process if they're in Christ, but I do believe that you have to be made whole before you can come together again.
0: You may—that may be the answer to this one. But what did healing look like for yeah. you guys, and coming as a boyfriend, girlfriend, and eventually husband and wife? What did that healing look like for people that are wondering how do you, how do you, how are you restored through that?
1: Well, from, from, for him, what I remember is he says that I was guarded and cautious at first. Yeah, but he was more so, actually. He was very guarded. And God told me, you know, that um, it's going to take some time. And I even said, I love you first. (laughs) And I was okay with that. I'm like, I don't know how long it'll take for him to say that. And that's okay. But all I know is that I couldn't help how I felt. And it took a little while. I think my battery might be dying. It's okay. But anyhow... Um, yeah, um, I knew the walls would come down, and love makes walls come down. Real, true God love causes those walls to fall, and, um, over time, with our friendship growing, those walls did come down, and, um, and I just began to see it, and he wasn't near his garden anymore.
0: Did you have anything
2: to add to that, TJ? Um, no, I think just when you stop looking to the past and you stop um, reliving it you know that's when you that's when you really start you got to look forward you know press toward the goal and look at look at Christ and not back at things that happened and it's hard you gotta like every day forgive uh, and you have to I told friends I, I mean I had friends that would tell me you know fight like a man get on your knees and uh, I mean it's just constantly st- I didn't know what um, praying continuously was until, until this happened. Because I was constantly just to get through my day talking to God, and and it's um, it's a dialogue that continues now, and it's but it's not in pain now. It's, it's, it's like yeah, I'm so much closer. So it definitely brought me closer. That's for sure.
0: How have you guys, seen your dreams separately come together with each other, and then of course your kids how is how do you dream now
2: as a as the brady bunch as tj said brady <laughs> bunch you know. um well i'm a big kind of dreamer kind of guy i mean i'm always thinking of big things and uh looking out years and being like we sh- if we'd start this now this is what's going to happen in a couple years or 5 years or 10 and i'm i'm the big picture kind of guy and um <laughs> what hap- what in in my previous marriage it kind of got squashed like i I'd have this stuff, and I'd start it, and then it would just get you know thrown cold water would get thrown on it or whatever um, one in that letter I wrote to my future wife, one of the things was we would dream big and uh, and so that's what I found is um, Elizabeth is extremely supportive to all my ideas, and um, even if she doesn't understand them or <laughs> want to put the effort into it to to do it um she just continues to say she's proud of me and. Uh, and and dreams with me, you know, so I'd say it's it's far easier being with Elizabeth and dreaming than ever before.
0: I think that's if anything that we want from someone else, whether it's a family member or a spouse is you may not understand me, but just champion me. and so I think I'd probably have, has you've seen that in each other that and and that's my next question is that you come from platform ministry. how has it worked with? you marrying TJ in, and I know that was an issue before with your former husband, that he thought that he was second fiddle to what the Lord had called you to do. How does that blend today?
1: Well, um, like he kind of goes back to also, he dreams big and sees the future. I actually have a hard time with that. My personality, especially with the damage that's been done, I used to be more of a dreamer, but God is restoring that, and y'all probably heard of the Giving Keys um, I don't even know where that key is, and I don't really like it. But it said <laughs> "dream" on it, and I would wear it to remind me. Actually, someone reminded me the other day. Never mind that I gave it away to somebody. Yeah, I did. I gave it away, even though I wanted to keep it. Um, you know, isn't that the thing with those giving keys? We don't really want to give them away. We want to keep them because they're so neat. But anyway, um, see, AD. ADD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, reel it on back in. Here we go. Okay. So, yes, um, dreaming big, he causes me to want, you know, dream big, dream big again. Um, I'm slowly getting there. I'm not there yet. Um, but he he says, well, let's do this and that. I'm like, mm, I don't know if that's going to work for, for, for myself, not for him. It's easier to dream for others, much easier for me to dream for other people than it is for myself. Um, but all that to say with the... Um, the supporting thing, you know, kids is, you know, your family is your ministry. That should be your first. Well, in order for me to be able to do this, and my friend, the whites over here know this all so well, um, you have to support each other by taking care of the kids. Somebody's got to so the other can go do their thing. And so on Sunday mornings or Thursday night practice or whatever the case may be, he never complains All six kids can be there in total chaos happening. And I never, ever have heard once a complaint of, you gotta go do that. It's always, okay, I'm just like, I'm waiting for a complaint because that's what I had before. And the drudgery of, can we get somebody else to watch him? That sort of thing. He's such a great father. Um, He really is an amazing father to all of our kids. You would never know we were a blended family to begin with. that it's it's like, makes me at ease and peaceful knowing I can relax because he's supporting me that way. And then when we get to do things together, little by little like this, you know, it's really cool to do ministry together. I love it. I've always dreamed of that.
0: I think you guys do well together. Thank Certain, you. Certainly well together. Me too. Elizabeth, if you could, we're kind of going to go toward wrapping this up, but. If you could say one thing to... Let me say this. This is kind of a loaded question because I've, you've, you've spoken to thousands of young people's lives. So, but if you could have one in front of you, what would you say to that young lady?
1: I know I've said this before the last time I was here, but I guess because it's, such an, it's more powerful than we give it credit to, but to truly guard your heart... And to keep, keep your eyes on, on the Lord um, because he's the only thing, the only person that can meet your every single need. And then once you do, keep trusting in the Lord. Everything else follows right along. But it's once you take your eyes off, you're fall, you're off, off of him, your life all, always will fall apart.
0: And same question. TJ, if one young man was in front of you and you had that um, moment, what would you say?
2: I would say God's way is much better. I've done both. And uh, God's way is much, much better. And uh, in terms of pursuing uh, someone and uh, keeping your eyes on Christ the whole time and remember that she's um, a daughter in Christ. Uh, and so it's not just her dad that you have to deal with, but God. So so to treat her like... Um, like God wants you to, and and do it that way, and it and believe me, He'll take care of all those things that the world will tell you that you have to do first, or you have to try out, and uh, and what if this and what if that? Well, just trust God and do it His way, and believe me, He will, He will come, He will um, fulfill His promises. Go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say again, um, I do really, 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 really believe in. Not in using wisdom. Wisdom is what gets you where you're supposed to be going and keeps you where you're supposed to be going. Of course, humility too. But it's when our emotions get in the way of what God is saying. Again, clouds clouds your judgment. And we are all led by our emotions at some point or another every single day. And so if we just... Um, I'm learning, still learning self-control um, every day that is um, not easy to do with your emotions. But just completely asking the Lord daily for wisdom, that's, that's key, I believe, in help being successful.
0: The last time you were with us, you were believing for your two oldest to, to come and they've come back. To, uh, and this is a tough question. But I have a feeling that maybe somebody here or maybe somebody watching this live or, or podcast, and, and I included this in what I asked, if you both of you came from broken marriages with, with kids, and if there is that one kid in front of you that is either going through a broken home or come out of a broken home and, and with the kids you guys have brought through it, what would you what would you say
2: to that young person? Um. I probably would say is uh remember how you felt so that when you get into a relationship you number one don't rush into anything and uh and and, re- and remember to to look for those maybe red flags or or things that um, you saw as a child and number two ne- uh, never give up uh, do whatever it takes uh, there's a lot of marriages that even in the church that just there's I'm unhappy, so I'm quitting. Or I, get, because remember how you feel as as broken as you feel as a child, and uh, promise yourself that you'll never do that to your kids, and and do whatever you can. Of course, there's situations, and abusive situations, and things that can't be helped. But most of the marriages uh, could be restored. All they have to do is seek help, and and it's gonna it's gonna be tough at times, and you're gonna want to quit. That's what I always tell. Newlyweds too is that at some point you're going to want to quit. Um, the point is you you don't and you you push through it and then you're stronger and you grow together. So it's a commitment, yeah. yeah.
1: It's a choice. Love's a choice, um, whether it's in a relationship with um, your future spouse or whether it's just in general. We have to choose to love one another, um, and also when you're really wounded. I really highly suggest don't date because that's one of the most dangerous places to be when you're really wounded. You've got to let God heal you first, um, because wounded puppies and those you know that have rabies, they are gonna bite you back. <laughs> um, I know that I was that once, and um, there are times that you know that that could happen, and I might want to you know snap or something, but. Um, Some things you go, if you have trauma in your life, um, there's also trigger points that you can't help. And I get that at times. I still have triggers. I still um, occasionally deal with anxiety. Um, I still, and do I ask and and believe the Lord's going to heal me? Oh, yeah, all the time. But I don't give up and I'm not going to give in because I was made. I was made to glorify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You were made for his glory. You were fearfully, and you are fearfully, and you're wonderfully made. You're made for a purpose, and you're not here by coincidence or accident. You're here because the Lord said, I need that person here on earth. And if you just recognize the destiny that God has upon your life, that you do have a pers- purpose, you are of value, you are, are of worth, and you find your identity completely wrapped up in Him, you'll be happier than with anybody or with anything, any other dream. Um, that That's what makes you the happiest is just knowing that you belong to Him and He belongs to you.
0: What's your favorite thing about Elizabeth?
2: I didn't, I didn't think, I know there's, um, I would say, I I would, I would say it's the power she carries, uh, especially when she's on stage. It's always, it's always awesome to see her get up there and just completely, uh, change the atmosphere and the power in her voice and the the breaking of chains and strongholds. And just when she's on stage, she's saying, she goes to war and, uh, and she's talked about that in Australia. Um, that was awesome. And, um, so that, I'd say that's one of my favorites. Same question.
1: Well, How do I follow such a thing? I mean, really, um, really, there are so many favorites. Um, I love how gentle he is with me. I'm very stubborn, very fiery, um, very hard-headed. And there's so many times that I expect him to, um, to stay mad or to, I don't know, just not be very nice. But he has this, he's very good at self-control. And one of my favorite things is that and the fact that when I am at war with myself, when I have anxiety, when I have those triggers that I can't help because of trauma that's happened, um, and I'm a mess, he just simply lays his hand on me and just says peace. And I literally feel this overwhelming peace that comes over me. And so that's several of my favorite things I start thinking of that song these are a few of my favorite things (laughs) anyway see ADD I like that song (laughs) when you say favorite things you revert back to that you know that song right those of you who are my age or older or maybe younger I don't know
0: so what's TJ's funniest thing that he does that might be a pet peeve of yours
1: I didn't give him this question. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Um, goodness, I, it's there. I just can't think of it. I think I saw a video of Hannah and Chris on that. They y'all trying to figure out what your pet peeve was, and it took you a while to. I watched that to figure it out. I, I don't know. If you have one, honey, it's okay. It's all right. Go yeah. ahead, let her rip. <laughs>
0: Go ahead, big goat
2: boy. Be honest. <laughs> I was expecting her to name one.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't know.
2: Mm, I would say that probably the frustration that for me is I'm a very consistent across the board. Apply the same rule. Apply the same consistency. Like if you know I I'm, I'm just she's here and I'm flat.
1: that's, that's true. Okay, there we go. And yeah, sometimes he's just really just stability. <laughs> and that, yeah, that's. And I'm just like, do, 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 do. Hey, what are you going to do today? Yeah, Yeah, she um, wants me
2: to react, and I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm.
1: I'm I'm talking to the wall again. He's like, huh? He's I'm supposed to respond? Like, yeah, that would have been nice, you know?
2: I'm thinking and listening. Isn't that what I'm supposed to do? I'm not an active listener. I don't. He does.
1: He just, he sits there, and he smiles, and he nods. And I have to tell him, okay, this is where you respond, because I need a response.
2: Yeah, but... On that same note, it also frustrates me sometime when, when the inconsistency of, of an artist, you know. <laughs> I'm like, but it's you okay. said here one thing, and <laughs> over okay. here you're applying a different principle. And I'm like, I don't understand that. <laughs> like, well, it's because I feel differently. I'm like, ah.
1: <laughs> yeah, see, that feelings thing, he's very stable. He does, he's not led by his emotions. Yeah, the artist thing. I'm learning that still. Come a long way. We're still learning.
0: Sounds like a perfect blend. To
1: it me. really is. We're. Compl- I mean, our pastor Tim was the other day said, "Just smiling and not. You know, I just don't see how y'all work out, but you just do, and it's just awesome, because y'all are polar opposites. It's true.
2: But we like the same things. Yeah, we do. So it's like we see things completely different, maybe, but we like. All the same.
1: Sci fi. Anybody love sci fi? Like, we love sci fi.
2: Superheroes, sci fi. Yeah. You know, should watch Star Trek with me and like it. Yeah. And, uh, and Star Wars. I like and it.
1: Yeah, I love it almost every night. I <laughs> watch it.
0: So Allison wants you to, to play Wonderful. Well, before you do, before okay. you do. <laughs> 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 I, the last question that I sent to you guys is is maybe not in this room, but maybe somebody out there has lost hope. And it may be. A teenager, it may be a 10-year-old kid, it may be a 65-year-old woman, and they're watching,
2: what would you say? You're not without hope. <laughs> Sorry. To, um, I When I was going through uh, what I was going through, I had a friend, and he told me that the light at the end of the tunnel is so small you can't see it, but it's there. And even if you can't see it because it's too far away. Just keep stepping forward, going through that tunnel, whatever you're in, that light will get bigger and bigger. Uh, so it's always there. And uh, it's just a lie from the enemy that it's gone. It, you always have hope as long as there is Christ. So.
1: I, I agree. I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, we've all been at the point at the end of a rope where We just don't see any way out of the mess or the pit we're in, and we um, sometimes we feel like we're alone on an island, but God always shows up and always rescues us, because He is a rescuer. He is Savior. He is hope, because if He wasn't, we wouldn't be here today. I truly believe that I would be in a psych ward today if there wasn't hope, and I didn't have hope in Jesus, because... He has been my anchor.